the piston inside the caliper that pushes on the brake pad got pushed out so we ended up having to replace calipers rotors and a lot more time was involved so One of the best points about this episode on brakes is what Pat says about regular inspections. Inspections can catch worn brake lining before they get down to metal and damage your rotors. As you'll hear him describe, the price of a brake job can double quickly when you have to buy rotors along with your new brake pads. As Pat says, when you get your vehicle into them, they're going to do a good inspection for you, and that's what you want. They do that because they want to help the customers reduce auto repair expenses. They do it often, and they do it well. And they do it because they're taking care of you. So now let's get to today's episode on brakes. Hello, this is Dave Eastman, and I'm here today with Pat Marin from Toontech Downtown. And we're going to do another episode for our podcast. And today we want to talk about brakes. So, of course, we're all aware of brakes and, and problems and issues we can have. We're aware of the maintenance that needs to be done on them, or at least keeping track of them and see how they're doing. So today we're going to get into some repair procedures uh, briefly and talk about maybe a case study. So, Pat, welcome to the episode. Thanks, Dave. Pleasure to be here with you. So we're we're here in, in Boise, Idaho. Uh, it's uh, spring now, so things are starting to green up and we're all looking forward to warmer weather and getting ready to, to travel with our vehicles, get out on the road and do the fun things we like to do here in, in Idaho. So what do we need to know about brakes, Pat? Well, first things first, Dave, is we just like to, when we get your car in here, we like to kind of generally look it all over. But one of the things in our basic check over that we perform on every car that comes into the shop here downtown is, you know, we look at the brake system. When I say we look at the brake system, we're going to look at stuff as simple as fluid contamination on the brakes. Um, we'll check that and make sure it's still good. And then typically what we do is we have a tool that's a gauge that basically measures the brake pads in millimeters. I mean, on bigger trucks, it's pretty common on front pads to have, you know, up to 10 millimeters on a brand new pad. So when we start getting down to, you know, threes and fours, we like to let our customers aware of that on the front. And then in the rear brakes, you know, sometimes it's common to see them about seven millimeters when they're brand new. And so when you get down to three or two, we're telling you that, hey, it's definitely time that we need to start looking at replacing brakes. So that's kind of the procedure that we have. Okay, that dimension we're talking about there, that's uh, brake pad thickness, right? Yeah, that's what the thickness is before, because there's actually a brake pad, and then behind that pad, you just get basically a metal surface that they bond the pad to. Mm-hmm. And so we need to protect it before you get down to the metal, because that's what I was going to bring up on a case study where we've had a, we had a customer here that we, you know, ended up, he needed brakes. He needed front brakes replacing his Dodge pickup, you know, three-quarter ton truck. He's in the construction business, so he pulls trailers and whatnot and a lot of weight. And He goes through brakes typically a little bit faster than the average person would just because he is pulling. And, you know, it takes more power to stop when, you have, when you're pushing more weight, basically. So he came in just for a routine oil change. We checked his brakes, and he was down to about two millimeters on the front. And, you know, at the time, he just didn't have time to get it done. So he took the truck, said he'd reschedule it. And by the time we got him back in here to reschedule, 
he had worn down that lining on the pad and he got actually into the metal. And so then it was just metal, metal. The brake pad was metal against the rotor, which then it basically just ate the rotor up to where it was no longer surfaceable. And when I say surfaceable was on this truck, typically what we would have done, Dave, is if we would have done the brakes beforehand, we used what's on, it's a on the car brake lathe where we wouldn't even take the rotors off of the pickup. We'd hook up a machine to it and turn the rotor on the vehicle. Right. And so typically on those Dodge pickups, like these three quarter tons in this instance, we ended up having to pull the whole knuckle apart and separate the rotor from the hub because the actual wheel studs is what holds that rotor on. And so it took, you know, if we were able to turn it on the car, you know, we could have done this front brake job for probably, you know, between three or $400. But by waiting, we ended up eating into the rotors. The piston inside the caliper that pushes on the brake pad got pushed out. So we ended up having to replace calipers, rotors, and a lot more time was involved. So it just, the expense, you know, doubled pretty quickly just by waiting, basically. Yeah, so you went from a three four hundred dollar front brake job on this truck to how much? It was I was right at the door of a thousand dollars by the time we ended up having to do them loaded calipers and replace the front rotors. So, yeah, I mean, just being aware and explaining. I mean, I sometimes I felt a little bad because I should have maybe pushed a little bit harder as far as the importance of it. And maybe I didn't do a real good job on my part of explaining in detail of the urgency of getting the job done on that particular case. Yeah. So then this is a gentleman that he, like you said, it's a work truck, but um, folks that have a car are just around town car and that type of thing. And, so they need to be aware of, of their brake lining or brake pad thickness, correct? Definitely. Everybody needs to be made, made aware of it. And you just keep an eye on it. I mean, it's an item that just wears out. But like I was saying, every car that comes in here downtown Toontech, we, we have a checklist that we just go through. I mean, we don't do windshields here, Dave. But, I mean, if you have a cracked windshield, we just, we just let you know. You probably already know about it, but we remind you about it. Or, you know, tires, we check tires out, Just and we're not a tire shop. We don't sell tires here. We don't do tires here. But we're typically trying to look over the car from the front to the back and try and tell you everything that we see that is a problem or can be coming a potential problem. That's just what we do here downtown, Toon Tech. Yeah, so then when you do that, then uh, you're, you're letting folks know. So on brakes, if if the brakes are getting down, you'll give them a measurement, right, and tell them about how much is left and, and you know, at what point they should be replaced? Yes, definitely. And we'll try and give you how much is left. And, I mean, we do our best to give you, you know, a time indicator. Or, you know, if you're getting down to 50%, 40%, we're going to tell you that. But we're also going to tell you, okay, you know, Dave, when you bring your car back in here, we got a note in the computer that's telling us you're at 40% brake. We're going to recheck those brakes for you and do another measurement on it and see, okay, well, in 3,000 miles, you know what, you're down to now 35%. So we can, we can keep notes on it and kind of get an idea of, okay, 
Well, now we know that here, probably the next time you get your oil change, we're probably going to be getting close to having to put brakes on your vehicle for you. Okay. All right. So then you tell me that I'm going to need brakes at some point. Um, so this, this gentleman had a truck, a work truck. What, what's, uh, when you're doing brakes on a car, what, how, what does that normally um, entail? What, what do you do? Well, typically on a lot of the vehicles, a lot of the cars that are on the road, they're what's called floating rotors. So basically, I mean, we'll pull off your tires, we'll take the calipers, unbolt the calipers, and, you know, then we'd take your rotor off the vehicle and put them on the lathe, and we'd turn them. And, you know, we could take anywhere from six thousandths to, you know, twenty thousandths, depending on thickness and, you know, what it, how warped the rotors are. And we'll clean them up. We'll turn them, recut them with diamond bit blades so it's just like a brand new rotor. And then we'd put that back on your car and put a new set of brake pads on it. And so then you're not having the expense of having to replace the rotors when we're able to turn them for you. Right. So as long as the rotors are thick enough, after you put them on this lathe, then you can reuse them then, right? Exactly. And the same thing with drum brakes. Some cars have drum brakes, and we can we can turn drum brakes here also. Okay. Now, you mentioned in the beginning here, Pat, about um, something about brake contamination. What are you referring to there? Well, if condensation gets into brake fluid, I mean, it can, it can cause it to, just from heat to expand. And, you know, it's just, it's another fluid in your vehicle that just requires sometimes maintenance as far as, getting new fluid in the vehicle again to maximize the braking and not destroying internal seals or anything from contaminated fluid. So you, is that a brake flush? Yes, that would be a required brake flush. Brake system flush then, okay. And so what else do you get into on brakes or what else do our listeners need to know about brakes? What's important for them? Well, I mean, and I didn't mention like even when we're doing the brake checking like brake pads and thicknesses and whatnot we're also checking you know you have brake hoses you have that we physically look at and there is you know your systems now there's abs anti-lock brake control system you know that has pumps and sensors and there's a whole lot of complex stuff that's going on in your braking system we typically wouldn't get into something like that unless, for instance, you had a brake light on your dash or an ABS light on your dash or a traction control light. That's getting more in-depth than the normal just general checkover. But those are things that, you know, there's there's an anti-lock brake control module on a lot of these cars, too. So there's there's a lot that goes on in braking than just brake pads and brake lines and Right. So that brings up a point. Maybe we don't want to get into it in detail, but there, there, there are lights on the dash, right, that relate to the brake system. So just so we're talking basic brakes here, but what should a, a listener know about the, the lights on the dash? Well, basically, if they're coming on, you probably need to get it into the shop and get it looked at. So what are the color of those lights and what do they say? Do you... Well, they're going to be they're going to be a bright orange that that'll display on your dash. Like sometimes the for instance the brake light when you use your emergency brake, if the emergency brake's off and that light's on, that's telling you you got a problem with some part of the braking system. Or you might see an ABS light in a little circle on your instrument cluster display, 
And some vehicles will say anti-lock and have an anti-lock light coming on on the instrument cluster, right where your speedometer and RPM and fuel gauge is at. Okay, so we could have analog or a number of different uh, messages or lights that, that indicate a message. And is that light a certain color generally? or? Yeah, typically they're just orange. Orange, okay, for an analog brake type of a warning. Is there another color of, of light for brakes? or? Well, it's pretty much just whatever you see when you cycle your key on, all your lights will light up. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can get them in red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen red. That's what I was wondering. I've seen red. So like when you set your park brake, you have a red warning light on. So then when you release it, that light should go out then. Exactly. Anything else, Pat, you can think of regarding brakes for our listeners? You know, that's pretty much the stuff I got for for the folks listening now. Um, I mean, if there is any other questions or anything like that, you can always reach me here at 208-336-5315. I'd be happy to answer anybody's questions. Excellent. Very good. And we might throw out a reminder here that our podcasts are on iTunes now, or I should say the podcast is on iTunes. And so anyone that goes on iTunes and listen to it, give us a review on iTunes. We'd love to have that feedback uh, from you so we can you know, see how we're doing. And, and if anybody has any suggestions, either on iTunes or, you know, on the website itself, because the shows, the podcast episodes are all on the website also. So if anyone has any feedback for us, we'd love to get it. You can ask questions. If you want to have us uh, talk about a certain topic on the podcast, you can leave us a, a note regarding that also. Yeah, that sounds great. We're always interested in feedback. So thanks for listening. Okay, Pat. Well, thanks so much. I appreciate your time. All right. Thank you, Dave. Have a great day. 